for me personally, just doing about 10 years of events, hundreds of them, 99% of the time, the ROI on the vendor side is through retention. Yep. This is your chance to shake hands and kiss babies and actually not have to talk shop. This is a moment and an opportunity to also get to know them on a personal level. Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of The Drive, Las Vegas edition. I have an amazing guest with me today. I have those so famous. Hannah Lifson. Did I say it right? You sure did. Yes. I practiced. Nailed it. I practiced. <laughs> Hannah, thanks for taking the time to jail with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for bringing me out on the strip. This is the best way to see it. This is a good way to see it, 100%. All right. There we go. Now, Hannah, uh, real quick, you know, I love starting off these podcasts with little origin stories. Um, a, because I'm always fascinated. No, okay. one, no one wakes up one morning and go, you know what I'm going to do for a career? I'm going to go in the automotive industry. Right. So I, I love to find out how did you get started in this crazy little world we call the automotive industry? Sure. So it is a particularly funny story. <laughs> um, probably like most others that will sit in this seat today. But I had just graduated college and I always thought my dream job would be in sports marketing. Okay. Big sports girl, absolutely love the idea of just marketing in general, branding, awareness. And I had a close friend, I born and raised in San Francisco, and she had seen an opportunity for the San Francisco Giants. I said, well, you know, this could kind of be my window. I was just coming out of the minor leagues um, for sports marketing and I thought this will be my next jump. But at the same time, living in San Francisco, digital and tech is, you know, kind of the end all be all. So yes. tons, tons of opportunity there. And I saw another job posting for a tiny company that was just getting started up, but their um, ownership was some pretty big names and big hitters just in yeah. the industry. So I looked them up and thought, well, you know, I'll apply to both. And you know what? Sure enough, I ended up getting both offers. Oh, well, what a good position. And it, which wasn't bad. So I actually had to call back the Giants and say thank you, but no thank you. And they they were kind of stunned. Like they don't actually get too many no's. And lo and behold, I ended up getting into the digital automotive space that way. Nice. They And most particularly, they needed help with a big party, a big event called yes. NADA. And I, I did. <laughs> and I, but you know, I had no idea what that was, but I <laughs> love the event space. And I said, sure, I'll help you. And, you know, I got to the party and I loved the people at the party and they were all dealers. Yep. And I thought these people know how to have fun. And, you know, that was about 10, year, 10 years ago, Jason. And I, I haven't left since. Yeah, you know, this is one of those businesses gets under your skin yeah. and it's really, really hard to get it out. Like once you're in, it's just, like that episode of like Godfather. <laughs> they want to me in, they just won't let me out. Yeah, just exactly. suck back into it. A little, little oil in your blood, and <laughs> it's, here you are. Yeah, it's exactly what happens. Well, let's talk a little bit about events because our industry loves events. All right, dealerships love events. Uh, vendors love events. I mean, yeah. I when I think about it, just our industry, we're just the whole year long, just a big series of events. The OEMs love their events, Red Tag Days and Nissan My Choice. Like they just all are doing events. But you know, I think the events it's changed a lot. I mean, COVID, I think obviously sure. changed a lot sure. of that, right? 
And you know, it's it's not enough that we just do an event. We there has to be the value proposition behind the event. And I find that's where a lot of the industry sometimes struggle. But I'd love to get your thoughts about that. Oh, hundred percent. I think you hit the nail on the head. Events are always a huge part of anyone's calendar, whether you're on the vendor side or on the dealer side. And as well as COVID, of course, things have changed. You know, potentially having to be virtual. Now we're here. We are even just back in person. But I think now on both sides, what businesses as a whole are looking for is the ROI. Yes. What is that return on investment that I'm getting to you by either sending you uh, from the dealer side or potentially by sponsoring on the vendor side? And I think there's a few strategies that anyone, regardless of title, position, or sort of segment and audience can look at and implement to ensure that you're at least getting something and whether that's a physical dollar amount potentially on the vendor side or knowledge and then bringing back to the dealership on the dealership side i think as we all know you know look at us we're in las vegas on the strip there's like flashing lights and signs and people trying to get you in everywhere like there are everybody's grabbing for your attention there are so many distractions and that's just once you land now think about once you get on the showroom floor if you get to the showroom floor you know i think a lot of it has to do with the planning and preparation which can seem kind of silly initially at first like let me look at the entire agenda let me try to talk to anyone that's going ahead of time when i'm looking at a calendar for an event i typically try to look if i can 90 days prior and eventually i'd love to talk to you about 90 days post but first and foremost the 90 days prior who's if i'm on the vendor side who of my clients are going who of my prospects are going and honestly if neither you can find who from my vendors that i can partner with are going i think a lot of time vendors don't think about other partners in the space that they should be having those conversations oh, with. with yes. This is a moment where you're already in the same location to have those joint collaborations, to have those conversations, to even just kind of do a pulse check on the industry, swap secrets. Are you in different markets? Are you in different sort of playing fields? Why would we all not get together if it's not a super heavily attended event? And it, I think a lot of people forget about that. But if you're on the, the vendor side, again, who are my prospects, who are my clients, who are my partners? If I'm on the dealer side, who are my clients, who are my prospects? Yeah, it, my it, it's the same thing. It, it's it's, same it's who the audience is. See, I think, I think sometimes we have a tendency of, of putting on events for ourselves, not for our audience, right? And, you know, because we do that, right? I, and, uh, I don't know if it's any surprise or not, but there might be some egos in this industry. One or two. Maybe just a little, just a little. <laughs> All right, but, but but I think because of that sometimes we end up hosting these great events, but they're they're for us. Right. But that's not the that is not the goal. I think the most successful events I've ever been to were very very audience specific. They knew the audience. They took time to research the audience. They understand you know what what their likes and their dislikes and their hobbies and everything else was, and they cater directly to them. But um, I, I think we struggle to figure out figure that out. Well, I think for example, you know, we're here at Digital Dealer. And the name itself alludes to the type of demographic that we as vendors and we as dealers want to attend this event. They're digitally savvy. They want to know what's going on. They have a pulse and a read on the market. So as vendors, it's very easy for us in the digital space versus the traditional space to come in and say, our demographic's already here. What can we do to market to them? What can we do to excite them? How can we be there? So I think coming to the ones that you know that there's a focus on, makes it a little bit easier. 
It does. It does for sure. And but it's but it's all about it's the why. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think we do events for the sake of doing events. All right. And I don't know if we necessarily when you were talking about earlier, so ROI. Yeah. Like what can someone really I mean there are different types of events. There are events that are designed just straightly for awareness, and awareness is a great thing. You know, um, I'm thinking uh, the last digital dealer in Tampa. You know, at, at Matador, we rented that big yacht of course. with a big 60 foot sign on it, and you know, was it with the intent to close deals? That was a byproduct, Absolutely. you know, but it was definitely to make sure everyone it was like, hey, we're here, we've arrived. Yes. You should probably know our name. <laughs> That's for sure. And I think a little bit of that on the vendor side probably also comes with legacy. Like, have yes. you been coming to an event for, you know, the last 10, 15 years? Did you do all of the virtual events? But even if you're a startup, I think some of the same strategies you can take, hold on to and get that ROI. A few of them being, again, looking at that calendar, looking at the sessions, ensuring every single person, again, whether dealer or vendor, you have a set agenda. Um, are you sitting in on your competitor session? because those are your same exact prospects. Are you going to your dealer sessions? Are they speaking on a panel and you wanna know what else piques their interest? Are you looking and engaging with that audience? I also love to, as I mentioned, there's a lot of distraction here. Are you taking that schedule and not just skimming it once you get here, but also putting it on your calendar so you're continually getting those reminders? And if you're at a larger space, like you know, say a convention hall, are you even packing in, you know, like the 20 to 30 minutes for how long it'll take to get from booth to booth? Yep. You want to allow for that time to network, to mingle, to get there, but always staying on top of that schedule. And I, and I think when you're looking at your schedule and you're pre-planning, you know, don't just think about yourself, as you were mentioning, but think about the people back at the dealership. Say you're typically at the front of the house don't forget about your friends at the back of the house. You know, a lot of times service directors aren't asked to come to these conference right away. It's the general manager. Touch back in with the service. Hey, do you have your eye on anything? Is there anyone I could meet with? Here's the list of vendors who have boots. Get them involved. Same thing with the owner. Strategy. Thank you so much for yes. bringing me out here. I'm so happy to be this liaison, in our case, a digital li liaison. Is there anyone that you have ever tried to, you know, do a beta test with? Is there anyone that you want me to get in front of for you? Let me know. I'm happy to sit in on their session. I'm happy to sit down with them on your behalf and I'll bring back my insights. It's having that plan and starting those conversations that sometimes, as we all know, are hard to do over email, but it's bringing in the full circle of, you know, the departments as well as on the vendor side. Talk to your CEO who sent you. What, well, what it, can it's you intentional connection. Correct. Intentional connection. Yes, yes. All right. I find sometimes you, you, you come to big events like this and um, you almost forget the intentional part of it all and just kind of like, okay, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> you know, right. but no, you're 100% you're right. If, if you're going to get the most out of an event like this, you got to come. It, you, you have to be intentional with your time. Yeah. And I, I like to at least put a couple hours of free time on my calendar to kind of mingle. I like to. I like to walk the showroom floor, you know, so I do give myself some breaks here and there. But in general, I think if everybody has that stacked calendar, at least for, you know, two, three, four hours, that's what's going to set you up for success because you bare minimum have at least five, six, seven insights to bring back. But I will also say, don't forget to stack your breakfast, lunches and dinners. I know. Coffee's in between. 
that is like, the I'm amazed how many of these dealers, I had coffee this morning at 6 a.m. with a dealer. Right. And, you know, not all of them yeah. are like that, <laughs> but there are a few and you can kind of seek them out and they're early risers. Right. They like to get to the gym and do that. I'm like, okay, I can. Right. So I already have two meetings before eight o'clock. That's right. Yes, there you go. That's it. You got to meet the consumer where 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 but they want to be. You know, dealer language. We just yes. need to apply it to vendor language. Like we still have to meet our business contact at where they want to be met in order to shop potentially. Nothing's changed. We're just applying their methods to yes. to them. <laughs> you know, speaking of events, and I see this happen a lot with dealers and vendors actually, yeah. is there's this, you know, acquisition or retention. And it's like, we will always lean towards acquisition. It's just all about, I gotta acquire new business. I gotta acquire new business. I gotta acquire new business, right? And I, you know, how often, I, cause I don't see it enough. You know, we're both dealers and vendors are investing substantial amount of money or there's usually a small part of their budget in yeah. retention events. Oh God, Jason, you like hit the nail on the head. Um, for me personally, just doing about 10 years of events, hundreds of them, 99% of the time, the ROI on the vendor side is through retention. Yeah. This is your chance to shake hands and kiss babies and actually not have to talk shop. This is a moment and an opportunity to also get to know them on a personal level. Yes. I want to know about the kids. I want to know about your wife or your husband. What vacation did you take? It, for me personally, when I come to these events, I typically don't talk shop at all. Yeah. Um, because I really do genuinely want to get to know my clients on a personal level so that there's always that thread, that retention that you're talking about. You can talk shop on a Zoom call or Exactly, whatever. I can do that in my office. Yes. This is a moment where it's so much easier to shake your hand and have a drink and cheers and like celebrate, you know, all the, the little wins that have been going on personally. Celebrate, there you go, that's the yes. key word, right? And you know what, I, yes, I think yes. vendors maybe do a little bit better than dealers, but dealers still think, they think retention, but it's never really a retention, it's retention wrapped up in acquisition. Yes. It's, it's, it's retention in the sense of, I want to retain you by you buying another car. Yeah. Um, but, but in, and I think that's maybe some dealers could probably learn from the vendor side, is that retention is not, retention is just, just say thank you. Yeah, this is the service side of the business. <laughs> Pun totally intended. Like the car has already been bought, but I want you to always come back to my dealership to get it serviced. Yes. And if I don't know you personally, I, I met with someone who's the CMO of a, a large, large dealer group in the Midwest. And he said, Hannah, listen, I make enough money and I know enough people to only do business with the ones that I like. And I, I've always taken, that was years ago, and I've always taken that to heart because they, you can always switch. You can always find someone new, but if there's that genuine connection and they, they truly believe in you or what you do, it's a lot harder to break that bond. Oh, well, without them, we wouldn't have a business, Correct. you know? Prior to COVID, I had the opportunity for many years work with, uh, it was an auto mall who annually put on a carnival. And it was such a great community like thing. Town? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so cool. there are 11 dealerships in this auto mall. They all pitched in and the, uh, the entire auto mall shut down. The roads were shut down and just the entire thing turned into a carnival with absolutely no charge. A lot of a lot of community involvement. Uh, the mayor would come out and just, just, cool. just but, but it was never with the intent to sell them something. Right. It was just a, a, a once a year intentional time 
all right just to connect with the community and have fun right and i for me and and probably for you too doing this kind of stuff that's what events are for at least in you know in our positions i understand there has to be a bottom line probably on both sides of, of the but the, i do find that that is measurable like yes. there are measurable bottom lines to it you right. know um not, not only just it's just in the retention of your existing customers yeah. but also just in the continued you know servicing yes. or, or development of new customers within your marketplace you know we agree and a, a big component of that i think a lot of times people won't even see a deal signed, you know, within the first 20 days or even on the showroom floor, which I think is ridiculous. Um, but you know, a 20, 30, 90 day for me personally, I track ROI starting at 90 days and then up to 180. Oh yeah. Cause it's a reverb. People got to think like events are like dropping a rock into water and they're just going to ripples effects that kind of goes out. And it can be years and years of that. So it's, it's definitely about the tracking, the maintaining, the staying in front of and genuinely just having a good time and interest. You know, I think at the end of the day, the car business in general is a people business. And that's whether you're selling the car or that's whether you're you're selling the technology. And I think people want to do business with the people that they know and the people that they like. So be a person is what you're saying? Okay, (laughs) I'll take it. It's not my tagline, but I'm there for it. But I mean, doesn't that kind of just, 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 be a person don't you know don't have this robotic you know perspective to like we're going to host this event and we're going to spend forty thousand dollars and we're going to need to close you know twenty thousand dollars worth of contracts to you know keep doing now no i think it's really just comes down to have a strategy have a schedule be intentional with what you're doing you know and be out there like be open to meeting new people chit-chatting having a drink networking you know i think that's the other, that's, a, that's a good point too i think the key there is be you yeah you know like i, I think people can I, you can smell an event is not really authentic you know what i mean oh, no. like you you know you don't see, it's got a smell about it don't you, don't you agree like it's like okay i know i know why you're doing this you know right. but it's like if you're going to host the event you host the event in an authentic in an authentic way and I think that brings a substantial value but you know to your point you got to you got to define the why you're doing it yeah. you got to spend a lot of time defining the audience I find we do we kind of skim over that really quick right. well it's just everybody no <laughs> everybody's got a job I don't care if you're the owner I don't yes. care if you're the CEO or if you're it's your first day with the company everybody's got an agenda and everybody's got a position to play and collaboration is huge um, yeah. You know, I remember we did, uh, I helped some dealerships do some collaborations events for, uh, uh, there was a, a baby store, right? Okay. So we hosted quarterly a, um, a, a baby seat installation safety, you know, oh, event, okay. right? So you can come in, you can get a professional actually install the seat that actually show you what you need to do, right? And then okay. there was another one we did that was a lot of fun too. We, um, we collaborated with a local barbecue um, uh, reseller. So oh, they God. sold high-end barbecues, Vikings and uh, pit bosses and, and all kinds of stuff like that. And we'd have quarterly barbecue instructional fun. sessions. It was fun, right? It's it was just, a good, just, good time. just fun, you know? But that's right. It's, it's just a good time. Well, Hannah, I know we're getting towards the, t- the tail end of our conversation because we're just pulling up to the, uh, the hotel right now. But for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, who would maybe love to connect with you, learn a bit more about you, what's the best way to do so? Absolutely. Find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active. It's just Hannah Lipson. Send me a message. As long as it doesn't look like spam, I am there. I'm happy to connect. 
always open to collaboration. Awesome. Thank you, Hannah, so much for taking the time to jam with me today. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.